Welcome to another episode of Forgotten Athlete Podcast with your host Joseph. Thank you for tuning in on this Memorial Day uh, holiday. Uh, happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for the veterans who have served. Thank you to my dad who had served in the military. Um, and thank you uh, to basketball. Um, last night we had a game seven. Um, Boston and uh, Miami went at it. Uh, tip for time. I kind of thought the game was going to go the way it went. The way it went. <clears throat> from the beginning um, I thought Boston was going to start off strong And I thought as the less experienced team That they were going to let up at some point in the game uh, Now granted it was the last three minutes of the game uh, That they let up when they were up by 13 With about four minutes remaining And then they cut the lead down to uh, Actually uh, Miami tied it up or I, I Tied it up or cut the lead to one can't remember uh, But uh, a lot of people are talking about uh, The Jimmy Butler play uh, And that's where I'm going to start off Before I even talk about anything um, and um, J- Jimmy Butler and, and, and the play he uh, made and the shot he took. And a lot of play people are calling it bad shots. And that's why um, I am trying to get off of social media as much as possible in terms of just talking to people about basketball, uh, like on Twitter and stuff, just because a lot of people don't really know about the game. But um, I respect Jimmy Butler's shot for taking that. I mean, let me just break it down for people who don't really understand basketball. Um, what you're supposed to do is when you have the defense on its 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 back foot, when you have the defense that um, they're not in their proper half court set for their defense uh, for that particular moment, you have to attack first, right? You have to either pull up for a jumper, you have to uh, you know attack the basket, you have to uh, push the pace, you have to pass the ball up to get the people. Uh, the, you know, to get open looks, to get easy baskets. And that's what we noticed in the first half from both teams. Both teams were pushing the pace because, you know, what you have between Boston and Miami are two great half-court defenses, right? <clears throat> and it's it was challenging all series long for both teams to get open looks. Now, obviously, some, some games, Miami got hot, they hit 15 threes. Boston got hot, they hit, you know, double-digit threes as well. But in most cases, it was tough to find open looks, so Jimmy Butler gets the rebound. He pushes the ball. He sees an open look, and this is most likely with 18 seconds on the clock, the most open look he's gonna get all uh, possession, right? And he pulls up. He shoots the shot. Now let me just break it down before I even go into it. Um, Al Horford's guarding him, right? Al Horford's about about three feet away from him. Uh, you know, with his arms extended, he's looking at him. He's challenging. The, the shot because I'm sorry he's challenging the drive because he knows that Hor- he knows that Jimmy Butler is not gonna be able to take Al Horford one on one he knows that he's tried it all series long he has passed out of it or he's uh, you know you know gotten a uh, a switch off of a off, off of a screen for the most part in that scenario and we really I don't think I saw and I could be wrong obviously there's seven games so. Most likely, there's a couple of clips of you, Jimmy Butler, shooting over Horford and missing a shot or making a shot or whatever the case may be. But you see that, and Al Horford's breaking it down. Al Horford plays tremendous defense. He gets back, and he sets up at about the three-quarter line of the uh, free throw line, right? Ex- extended from uh, the free throw line. And he sets it up really well because he knows Jimmy Butler's not going to go. Jimmy Butler wants to get to his, his left side. I'm sorry, his his right side, because that's where he loves to drive. That's where he loves to attack, and he loves to spin to the left to get to open look uh, for a fadeaway, or he likes to just go to the uh, cup and just go, uh, attack the basket and get an easy layup or whatever. So Jimmy Butler 
being the player that he is, being the IQ player that he is, 96-98, you know that you're, you're, it's game seven. He's played 47 minutes at this at this point, about to be 48 minutes, and he realizes, he's like, hey, I'm not going to overtime because I can't play another five minutes of basketball. I just can't. And he pulls up for three. He misses it, comes short. Obviously, he's short because he's tired. He's been playing all, all game long, and they lose the game. That's not why they lost the game, though. They lost the game because a lot of guys didn't show up that were supposed to show up. Tyler Hero was hurt. Kyle Lowry was hurt. But I'll get to that in a couple minutes. But just particular about that shot, I hope people really understand that Jimmy Butler was supposed to take that shot. That was the right shot at that point in time where he has made that shot consistently over his career. That pull-up three or he'll, or, he'll, or he'll get the ball at that wing, particular wing, and he'll shoot a three over, over a player to win the game. he's We've seen him do this consistently. And this is a shot that Eric Spolster was fine with, that his teammates were fine with, because he had 30-plus points at that moment. And um, people need to realize that all because you miss a shot doesn't make it a bad play, right? You you shoot all, day, all game long, right? And granted, you'll have bad shots. You'll have bad possessions. You'll have turnovers. You'll have steals. You'll have blocks. You'll have missed free throws. You'll have missed easy layups. You have a lot of these bad things going on during the course of a game. And what you don't really rely on is, you know, oh, well, regretting what you did. Because when you regret what you did, you don't really gain, you don't really get better at anything, right? You, you, you're just doing a lot of self-reflection on that particular moment. Jim Brother made that shot. He was great at it. It came up short. I would do it again in that same moment. I would tell him to do it again every single time. So shout out to Jimmy Butler. You played a hell of a series. You played all 48 minutes, man. You earned my respect. You already had it, but you earned more of it. And uh, I appreciate that. But, I mean, in terms of the series, I knew Boston was going to win that series. Um, I said it from the get-go. I thought Boston was going to win in six. I thought Boston was going to win in Boston. But they didn't. They won in Miami. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, you got to just face it. As a, as a Boston fan, your team is inexperienced and they play like it and that's something that they cannot do against the Warriors because the Warriors will make you pay they'll hit those they'll hit those jumpers that the Miami Heat were missing they'll make those free throws that the Miami Heat were missing and they'll commit on those you know uh, or sorry they'll score off of those turnovers that that uh the Celtics gave up I I think the uh, just you know kind of switch it over to the NBA Finals game preview I think the Warriors and the Celtics have a Really great balance between both teams. We have a fast-paced, um, you know, Warrior team who can shoot the ball anywhere. Most of the players, four, four, four out of the twelve players on the uh, that play, or ten players that play, they can score 25, 30 points uh, at any given night. Now, I think the toughest challenge that's going to face the Warriors is their lack of uh, of length, and I think that's going to be at a uh, advantage to the Celtics. So I think they're going to. I think. I think Looney's going to have to play harder this series than he's played in any other series. And this is going to determine his value, I think, for the free agent market that he's going to appear in uh, this upcoming summer. I think if he outplays Robert Williams, gets more rebounds than Robert Williams, that's going to be the game breaker for me, at least, just from an outside looking in. Now, obviously, Steph and Clay and all those people are going to you know, get their buckets and whatnot. But I'm just talking about pure uh, advantage 
right now, the Celtics have an advantage over rebounding right now. And that was the one advantage that I thought was going to be a challenge for the uh, Warriors in the Grizzlies series uh, just because of the length. But they overcame it. That, I thought that would be a challenge um, in the Mavericks series. Uh, but the Mavericks can't rebound. <laughs> so, I mean, you just you just don't really realize, um, you know, you don't really realize how uh, effective rebounding is until you look at the final score and you see, oh, Golden State won the rebound battle by 15 rebounds. That's why they won by 20 points. Or, you know, they, they got seven offensive rebounds. They got three offensive rebounds on one position, and they scored off, of, off they scored a three-point off of that position. Oh, how many points did they win by? They won by six. How many, how many positions did you take away from, um, you know, your opposing your opposing team on that one possession? Take three possessions away. Lose by nine points, you know, that's three possessions, right? So you you take opportunities away from your opponents from scoring when you have that rebounding leverage over the team. And that's a challenge that Steve Kerr has to, in, has to ignite into Looney, you know, has to ignite into Wiggins, has to ignite in Curry. And Curry, for the most part, has taken on that challenge all playoff long when he, you know, it's it's required. You know, I think I think one of the first games in the Memphis series, um, Steph had like eight or nine rebounds, and then the next game he had like eight or nine rebounds again. And it's just something that he takes as a challenge, and that's something that is going to be had to you know be upped in this Boston series. This is going to be a physical, tough fight series. I think uh, the refs should let them play because I think both teams have some physicality in them. Um, I thought I thought the Warriors were a little bit more physical than they've been. Um, over the over the you know their uh, you know their their dynasty era uh, this season and in, in, in past years and I think that's uh, credit to uh, Steve Kerr and a credit to St- Steph Curry credit to Draymond Green um, igniting that physical uh, this um, in their uh, in their uh, practices uh, and they're up in their uh, engagement on each other so I think the biggest thing for me is just looking out for uh, who's gonna win the rebounding battle. Um, I know I said uh, every single series, but in this particular series, it's extremely important for uh, s- uh, the Celtics to limit the amount of second chance points the Warriors get. Um, I don't have stats put up in front of me, but I would imagine that the uh, Warriors are up in the top, um, if not, you know, at least the top five uh, for second chance points in the playoffs because they've had a lot of second chance points. Credit to Looney. Now, I would say in that same sentence, uh, just to kind of play devil's advocate, the Warriors have not played any team that has the length that the uh, Celtics have played. That's why I really wanted them to see this. That's why I really wanted the Suns to beat the Mavericks in that series to see the, the Suns and the Warriors to see how they would match up and see how they would, how they would play with the length that the um, the uh, Suns play with. But they didn't get to see that. So now we get, well, now I get a, a clear picture of uh, how good this Warriors team really is because I'm not going to say that the Warriors, I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is the best Warriors team I've seen because it's not. Uh, this is not the KD Warriors, right? Where you could just outscore your opponent. They, you know, they have spurts where they're, you know, where we've seen them do that. But this is not their best team uh, by far. Uh, and this is Boston's best team that they've had in the past, you know, six six years. You know, with 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 Tatum, or I guess five years with Tatum right? and Brown at at, uh, at the helm. And this is their best team, in my opinion. They have Horford playing phenomenal. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Tatum's balling out. Jalen Brown's balling out. Derek White is a cypher sore eyes. You don't want to see that guy shoot an open three. Peyton Pritchard, you don't want to see him shoot an open three either. You know, and these are all uh, Grant Williams. You don't want to see him. Sh- you don't want to see him guarding you. Uh, and, and I'm really excited to see who Grant Williams guards. 
you know, this is great because 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 what I would do is, you know, if I'm the Celtics, what I would recommend, what I would, what I would, what I would, you know, try to do is that was match up Grant Williams with, uh, you know, Wiggins, um, and then doing a lot of switching when you know, because like you gotta you you gotta fill up on Steve Kerr, I'm sorry, on Steph Curry. Uh, let them get, let them feel that, let them feel that body fat that, you know, let them feel that muscle mass that Grant Williams has, you know, you have to do that to win this series, I think, and I think if they have that ability to do it, I think, uh, you know, for sure, I think Boston has a chance to win this series, but, um, you know, I don't know if, if, if Marcus Smart is the X factor in this series, I would say that him scoring a lot of points uh, will take him far, because um, it has all playoffs, but, you don't really get anywhere when you kind of just hold back, um, you know, your uh, playing style. And Marcus Smart, he has not done that. He has, he will not do that. So uh, I'm excited to see Marcus Smart if he guards Clay, if he guards uh, Steph. Uh, Tatum's probably gonna start off on Wiggins. I'm assuming Grant Williams will start off on Draymond. But I mean, at this point, I think they're gonna do a lot of switching. Um, I think Looney's going to get a lot of minutes, though. So, Looney has to come prepared. And I think if Looney can outplay Robert Williams or outplay Horford, I think he's going to earn himself about $20, 25000000 million a year. I really do. I, I don't think he's at that point yet. I think right now he's probably earned himself maybe $15, 16000000 million a year. But, you know, if he outplays another – if he outplays Robert Williams, he's for sure going to earn himself $20 million. 20, 20 plus million a year from from somebody. Maybe 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 that's the max that he'll get. Maybe I think he'll probably be in that fifteen to eighteen million dollar range. But his value is is still high, and it's going to be only higher if uh, he outplays uh, Robert Williams in this series. Uh, but uh, you know, my prediction. I don't really have a prediction at the moment. I got to see game one first. But I mean, just looking at it, I think the Warriors are going to win. Uh, I just don't see Boston having the. Uh, um, the scoring output to match what the Warriors are going to do to them in terms of those 12-0, 15-0 runs and 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 two minutes, you know, I just don't think they can do it. Now, if the Warriors continue to turn over the ball like they have been this whole playoffs, they have no chance of winning this series. But I don't think that's going to be an uh, an issue um, at all. Um, I really don't. Uh, but uh, my prediction is Warriors and Warriors and probably I would say six. Uh, uh, maybe seven. Uh, I don't know yet. I think this is gonna be a tough. I think it's gonna be a great series. I would say Warriors in seven though. Um, game's gonna be in Chase Center. It's gonna be packed. I think. I, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say Warriors in seven. All right. And I'm not a Warrior fan. All right. I I hate the Warrior fans, but um, I I I'm gonna be excited for Clay. You know, if he wins this uh, uh finals, because uh, he has came from the bottom back up uh in the top of game. He he remind this this is like the um. Uh, uh, the Batman uh, movie uh, when he when he uh, breaks his back, Ben breaks his back. Forget the I forget the name of that movie. But on to the next topic, we got Darvin Ham, uh, Lakers coach. Shout out to the Lakers uh, hiring the right person uh, finally. Uh, now uh, I don't know how this is gonna go. I really don't. Um, as a Laker fan, um, I don't want to really uh, have too much optimism in this. Um, I think. Uh, right now, our roster is at a space where we need uh, more uh, youth, uh, and we don't have the resources to get that youth. So I think that's a huge issue right now that is in our uh, roster right now. Uh, it's a huge hole, um, and um, you know, at the moment, we have some good players, obviously with you know our I guess great players with uh, LeBron and AD, but there are players out there that are 
you know, available that we can't afford in free agency this year, unfortunately, due to um, us signing uh, Westbrook and him probably going to opt into his player option. Um, but, um, I mean, at this point, I would say just keep Westbrook for another year, um, you know, and uh, see what happens. I mean, because at this point, who are you going to trade Westbrook for? You know, I've, I, I've been looking at it and, you know, Brogdon... He's not an upgrade from Westbrook. He just, I don't think, so. I mean, at least I don't think so, you know. Um, you know, I, I would not put him, and are the Pacers even going to do that? Like, Miles Turner is not a good, he, he's a, Miles Turner gets a lot of blocks. He's just not as impactful defensively as he thinks he is. And that's an issue for me. It's an outlier. Uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, we got LeBron. Um, obviously, he's going to get his 25, 26, 27, 28 points a game. If AD can stay healthy, hopefully he can. Uh, then we have a then we have really high hopes. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I just really want the Lakers to, uh, you know, make the make, make the best moves not for tomorrow, but for the future. You know, and I think at the end of the day, that's what has to be our main focus and our main priority is just doing that. And if we can do that, if we can maintain that, you know that that um, you know that that focus moving forward. I would say we have a really good chance of winning the championship these next uh, two two seasons. Um, but uh, in terms of the Darvin Ham hire, I like it a lot. I think that Darvin Ham is one of the uh, best coaches, best assistant coaches in the game. Um, he did a lot tremendously. Uh, he was a big part in developing Giannis on the Kupo uh, game uh, a lot. Um, he's he was a great defender. Uh, played for the Pistons. Uh, played for that 4 Pistons that beat that beat the Lakers, ironically, um, and. I think he's really good. I think he's really great at connecting with players. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of things about Giannis. I'm sorry, you hear a lot of things from Giannis, uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, Middleton. All of the guys, you know, Drew Holiday have said great things about, you know, Darvin Ham um, and how he is a player's coach. He listens to his players. He understands um, how that the Lake, uh, that, you know, that, you know, uh, that the coaches are important to him, uh, that, that who he hires. And that's why I was so excited to see an article today that gives uh, Darvin Ham full autonomy on his coaching staff because I don't want the Lakers telling him who to hire. Uh, unlike the Luke Wadden time when Luke Wadden was told who to hire for his assistant coaches, uh, this could be a little bit different. Um, and um, I am going to say that, you know, I don't know where this is going to go. Um, you know, a lot of people have asked me, what do you think about the coaching hire? I think... It's a great hire for this year, um, you know. With 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 who was available, with the Terry Stotts, with um, you know who else was the name? Um, there was another guy, Mark Jackson, um, uh, Doc Rivers. I, I would take Darvin Ham over any of them, and, and that's just because of his reputation that he has in this league. Um, he's a clean cut guy. He doesn't really uh, get too much uh, media attention from the uh, national media, uh, and he will get it. But this is going to be a tough job for him, man. This is. Not a good, <laughs> it's not an easy first job, you know, and it's a challenging first job. Um, and I think, um, you know, for uh, Darvin Ham to take this job first off shows a lot about his character, shows a lot about who he is as a person. Because this isn't, this, I mean, he's been in the head coaching interview loose before in the past, and um, he, he probably has gotten, you know, maybe, uh, you know, verbal offers and whatnot, but he maybe has turned down some jobs in the, in the past, but. Um, he chose the right first job, I think, you know, with the uh, Lakers being be, being that. And you can't really, uh, 
I can't really say what's going to happen. Uh, I, I I wish the best for Darvin Ham. I really do. I hope that um, he uh, is able to um, play hard or get the players to play hard um, and um, get the get the team uh, to play uh, you know hard every night. Um, I think that, and I hope that he doesn't bring this to, to um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Is their defense? Uh, the Bucks defense from you know their uh, inside out defense. I'm not a fan of that. Um, it worked for them against the Suns, you know, two years ago to win the finals. But I don't think this is the league to do that in where your where your team where you're where you're uh, you know uh, begging uh, the uh, t- the opposing team to shoot threes. And uh, this is a, this is not the Eastern Conference. This is the Western Conference. And the Western Conference, they're shooting teams. Clippers. Uh, just looking at our Pacific Division, there's the Clippers, the Warriors, uh, the Suns. Um, who else is in the division? The Lakers, uh, Kings. Those are all four, four good, great three-point shooting teams. Uh, you know, in the Kings, probably not great. They're probably a you know above-average three-point shooting team. But nonetheless, you would say that they are the best team. Uh, this is not a good strategy for the uh, for the best division in the NBA. I would say. Um, and then with Kawhi coming back, Paul Dress coming back next season healthy, it's just going to be a challenge for Darvin Ham to, um, to 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 coach uh, against that. And um, listen, there was good stints last year with the Lakers where Westbrook played well uh, with LeBron on the court and off the court. And I think we were going to get a lot of that next year. I don't think LeBron's going to play you know fifty plus games next year. I think he's going to play maybe fifty below games. I think the max game he'll play next year is probably fifty three. And this year, I think he played 55 or 57 or something like that in that ballpark range. Uh, but regardless, I don't think you'll see him playing a lot of minutes. But, uh, you know, with that being said, you know, I got really nothing else to say about the Lakers uh, at the moment. Um, we're focused on the finals this this season. Uh, Warriors and the Celtics game one is on Thursday uh, in Chase Center, uh, San Francisco. I will not be there. Not paying $700 for a ticket. I uh, just can't do it. I watch it on my TV. That costs about two thousand dollars uh you know quick little uh plug alert got it for 700 though um but um yeah man i mean there's no way i'm gonna pay that much money for a ticket uh but that's all i got today guys i mean i wanted to talk about some nfl but i'll wait till next week to touch on that uh just because i want to kind of get the finals rolling um and i kind of see what we're seeing uh and then i'll probably uh, you, you you probably hear back from me, uh, you know, during the uh, game. Uh, bef- bef- I'm sorry, after game one. Huh? But, you know, you guys have a great rest of the week. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, thank you to the servicemen once again. And um, I'm out.